It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E.C-O.U-K. We're going to get chunked out of our beans! Let's do it! Hello and welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Ian Smith. And me, Amy Gledhill. I'm from a lovely little place called Hull. And I'm from the thinking man's pontefract, Ghoul. And we've been living in London, much to our family's shame, for too long. So, we're going to be trawling the newspapers to find out all the stories we've missed from the North. This is... Northern News! What's up? (laughs) Who remembers those adverts? Hello, and welcome to Northern News. Hello. And here's my bud, wiser, my bud... My bud. Um, wiser bud. Uh, it's Amy Gledhill. It's me, it's Amy Gledhill, as I live and breathe. Mm. That's me. And I'm with Sir yes, Ian. Yes, big news for me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I got knighted. Yeah. For services to the military, so I think there's been a mistake. <laughs> and oh, how did well you get done. your damehood? You've had that for years. Oh, God, I go way back with the damehood. Mm. That was services to cattle. <laughs> Uh, what have you been up to this week? Um, well, I'll tell you this. Trying to be more of a big boy and do some savings. Mm-hmm. What I've done with any savings I've got is I just whack them in my bank account. Hang on, is this an ad? No, actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to not tell you who I'm doing this with. <laughs> but I've taken, I've just started my ISA. My experience is that people have directly said to me, like, why do you not have anything like that? Get in an ISA. And when you do it, you have to say, like, what you're applying for, but all yeah. your details in and your job. So it will have like employed, self-employed, business owner. Well, I go on self-employed mm. and I'm looking at my options for self-employed. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be like even something very, like comedian isn't there. Yeah. Actor isn't there. And I'm clutching at straws for actor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, all right. Papa Chom was what, 15 years ago now. That's all right. I was in a Noah's Ark thing nearly 10 years ago. I'm an actor. You're an actor. Writer wasn't there. Topical Radio 4 news a uh, comedy contributor wasn't there. There's like nothing. And there wasn't even a vague thing like entertainment. So despite those things not being available, under self-employed, one option was air traffic controller. Wow. Self-employed. Self-employed. Freelance. Freelance. <laughs> going around the airports, hustling for work. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a freelance air traffic controller. People said I had quite a skill. So that's when I thought, I'm going to go professional with it. I quit my salary job. Set up my own business. I've just, I've not had much work so far, but I've been going round. How long have you wanted to do this? When I was a kid, I was at a family birthday party. 
and a YMCA <laughs> come on. I was it was so clear what I was saying. A freelance air traffic controller, yeah, and they correct. don't have stand up comedian. I know stand-up comedian is a weird job, but I think a freelance air traffic controller is much more bizarre. That's bonkers. I reckon that's what Dizzy Rascal had in mind when he came up with the song Bonkers. He probably just tried to get an ISA and he went like, that's bonkers. And I was like, hang on a second. Someone someone record this. (laughs) Wow. Every time I apply for an ISA, there's someone air traffic controller. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's real good. How was he doing it freelance? Trying to get a plane to land from France? Yes. That kind of stuff. Dizzy, if you are listening. Let's get him on as a guest. As a collab. That's short for collaboration if you're in the business. Cardi B, short for cardiovascular B. Or cardigan. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cardigan (laughs) bitch. That's that's still a pretty good, like. um, Cardigan bitch. Rap name, isn't it? That would be a great name for me. Please welcome Cardigan bitch. I'm a cardigan bitch. The wool makes me itch. <laughs> we don't need Dizzy Rascal. This week, uh, I have... Well, it's more of a question I've got for you, Ian, to oh. be honest, because I, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Oh. I've been trying to be 1% healthier. It's good to set yourself a big target like that as well. <laughs> 1%. If I try and be 100% healthier, I'm going to do it for a day and then I'm going to fuck it right off. Yeah. I've bought some multivitamin gummies yes but i've really gone in i've got your folic acid i've got your your just general multivits i've got your energy b vitamin i've got i've bought too many oh so so i had these multivitamin gummies for a while but i was just like right that feels like that's everything one the one that says is everything the one gummy i didn't then have additional ones yeah but right this is this is this is the tricky bit right so Mm. i've put them in my in my bedside in my bedside drawer. Yeah. Because I think I'll get up and I'll either have I'll either have it in the morning or when I'm going to sleep. So I've, I'm I'm trying to do a little skincare routine. So I'll be going to bed. I'm doing a little skincare. I'll have a little vit. I'll have a little gummy vitamin. Mm. Thing is, they're delicious. Oh, you're not having more than one. I'm having so many. <laughs> what in a day? In a day, because I'll be no. like, because I'm trying to be one percent healthier. I'll go to bed and I'll be like, I'm not having a pudding. I'm not having a sweet treat. After dinner, I'll go to bed and then I'm in bed and all I can think about, the folic acid ones are absolutely off the chain, delicious, right? Uh. And I'm in bed and I can't sleep because I'm thinking, oh, there's a little cherry folic acid multivitamin. Well, I'll tell you why you can't cupboard. sleep because you're ODing on <laughs> vitamin D or something. <laughs> you're out of your fucking mind on folic acid. <laughs> Jumped off my bonds or whatever it was on, <laughs> on multivit. I am having a lot, and I'm thinking, what if I'm the first person to put weight on from eating too many multivitamin gummies? Is it possible? I don't know, but I mean, what I would say is, yeah. when you look on the back of the multivitamins yeah. thing, it tells you like what percentage yeah. of your recommended daily allowances. Yeah, and it's always something like. 100%, 8%, like it, it's it's telling you, you're getting fucking loads here. So if mm. you're having like, say, four, having 400% the amount of omega-3 you're supposed to have. Yeah, but it's not going to, my tank's full. There's gonna, I'm not going to absorb any more omega-3 or whatever it is. But it can't hurt you, can it? They're just a delicious sweet, are right. they now, at let's that point? A, let's have a look. Overconsumption of gummy vitamins may put you at risk of getting too much of certain nutrients. Uh-oh. That feels all right. Um... <laughs> oh, nah. 
Well, I found a story that I think is so sweet oh. and tender. This is about a hopeless romantic searching for the mystery woman he fell for at some traffic lights. This guy's got Martin Baker, 41. He um, was left with an aching heart when he saw the woman pull up the blue BMW on Saturday. He thinks he's met the woman of his dreams at a set of traffic lights in Grimsby. So he's from all. They said there was a spark between him and this mystery yeah. driver. The butterfly-inducing moment happened as Martin was picking up an order in his bright orange truck as he stopped at the red lights on Peaks Park where his head turned and he met the gaze of an attractive woman who flashed a smile his way. <laughs> Just flashed one. He described her as a girl next door. I'd like to say to her, let's let the lights go green for us and see what happens. But I mean, how does he find her? Yeah, that's hard. I mean, what do you do? It's quite romantic. Yeah. Is it? Well, I guess essentially he's been driving his big orange truck. Yeah. And he's he's been checking out the motors like he does. Yes. He isn't yeah. a pervert. No. He's checking out the motors. Going, yeah. That looks... And then he's gone, hang on a second. Who is this siren of beauty? She's the girl next door. Yeah. He's and next door to his car. Yeah. <laughs> and she's gone, yeah. A really quick little flash of a smile. Yeah. And he can't get this cardigan bitch out of his head. <laughs> so what does he do? Does he go about dating other people all the time? Be like he's got this girl on his mind. Who is she? Is she available? Does she like me? And it's it's killing him. Wow. What a smile that must have been. Yeah. I've never felt that strongly about somebody. Even when I've dated them for years. Yeah. <laughs> but he's gone crazy after just a little smile. Yeah. Wow. It's just lovely. A little quote from Martin here. In this instance, I just thought, why not? Why not put myself out there? There's a beautiful woman smiling at me and I should take the chance. I'd hate to see this pass without trying to find her and I'd regret it if I didn't take the chance. So I think he's advertising, he's getting it in the papers yeah. so that yeah, she, she's there. going like, I remember smiling at a guy in an yeah. truck. So this is in 2021. So Martin, please get in touch if you've found her. But if you haven't yet, there's a description. I would say she was around early 30s. Age is just a number to me, though. So so he's 41 at this point. Oh, so it's a 10-year yeah. age yeah, gap. Yeah, that's all right. That's okay. I ain't saying anything wrong about that, Martin. That's the detail. Yeah. She's in her early 30s. That's it. That's all he's given. He hasn't said her hair colour. No. Just I think Martin's just keeping it open in case anybody gets in touch. Yeah, yeah. He really just wants to go out with anyone who's got a good car and he's early 30s. That's his, that's his criteria. Yeah, and the, yeah, that's quite clever, isn't it? Because also, in all these pictures, he doesn't face the camera. And he says he's quite shy, so his face is always turned away from the camera. Because you're not going to know you smile at the camera and see yeah. his face. Is there anyone in their early 30s who has ever smiled at someone <laughs> while in a car and he's put in the newspaper and they'll be like, yeah, well, I think I maybe did that. And he looks all right from behind and he Back seems like a sweet guy. The nape of his neck. Is delightful. Oh, his neck looks Can nice. I see his truck? Big and orange, as promised. It is quite big. I'm thinking, oh, it's not as big as I thought. Because I was thinking logistically, if you're, you know, like a lorry is quite high. Oh, yeah. If you're in the driver's seat of a lorry and she's in a little BMW or whatever, mm. there's going to be a seat in the way, yeah. no matter which side she's on. How are you seeing that smile? Do you know what? This isn't checking so, out for me. But are you saying she would, at the very least, have to be in another high vehicle? <laughs> To be She's in got a to be a truck, truck driver. So, well, this is perfect now, Martin. You're looking for someone in their early 30s who has a monster truck. <laughs> Let's have a look. Oh, no. Women, early 30s, monster truck. Put Grimsby. Hang on. There's a monster truck driving experience <laughs> in the Grimsby area. 
my There's God. a monster truck experience day in Grimsby. But who fucking runs it? <laughs> oh, my God. How would you find this out? And if it's a woman in her early 30s, we've solved this. We can close the case. Yeah, so what, what do you think? You, you said you were sceptical, but has that... That's... Coincidence of all coincidences changed your mind at all. It does feel like it'd be a mad thing not to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> that the the girl next door flashing the smile happened to be in a massive, massive monster truck. But well, Martin's just an idiot. <laughs> Martin's in love. Yeah. He's not thinking logically. Imagine like a police figure. Can you tell us anything about the suspect? Early 30s, smiled at me. <laughs> Nothing else is coming to mind. <laughs> Nothing else. No hair colour, height, what what vehicle they were in. It felt like they were tall. Could they have been in a monster truck? <laughs> now you've said monster truck, it is ringing a little bell. <laughs> wow. 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 I don't know if any podcast has solved a mystery that quickly. That's great. Done. <laughs> Martin, get yourself down to a Grimsby monster truck experience day. You get in there. You'll be probably with a group of four people and this beautiful woman's going to come and say, welcome to Grimsby Monster Driving Next Bit. Is it Martin? And they'll just embrace. Yeah. The overalls are coming off. It's just a passionate moment. All the other people on the experience day are like, uh, are we getting in there? And they're just <laughs> fucking on the bonnet of a monster truck. That'd be hard to do, logistically. Yeah. Good for them. Well, yeah, that's my story. <laughs> Podcasts. I've got a story for you which involves a bit of guessing. So what I want you to do is I want you to guess why the Blackpool Tower will light blue. So it's going to light blue for a reason. See if you can guess why it's going to be lit up in blue. Is it the like 100th anniversary of discovering Neptune? Ooh. Imagine if the answer was yes. I'd feel psychic. Neptune, the planet Neptune. Yeah. 100 years. That could be, yeah, that's feasible. I was thinking but initially it was the the aquatic god Neptune. Oh and no, I, I think like, he's been I think around. He's longer, been around like yeah. real long time, that one, mm, Ian. But 200, 300. Maybe 250, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not that. With well, my head, I'm thinking it'd be some kind of charity or cause. Mm, yeah. But then I'm thinking, yeah. would Amy be like, yeah, I guess some charities, <laughs> and I'm just going through some like horrific ordeals and causes. <laughs> I tell you, you mm. you bob on. With, both with charities so and it, Neptune. It has been exactly 250 years since Neptune. No, ah. it is a cause, and I wouldn't ask you to name any sad causes. What's a positive cause? Well, it's not a positive. Please, can we have some money such? for this it's thing? Like Absolutely. Blackpool John's got a Tower. PlayStation Five, and he wants some games <laughs> for it. Blackpool Tower. I don't know. I'm Blackpool, stumped. Have you been to Blackpool Tower? No, I haven't been up the tower. I've been to Blackpool for some gigs. Yeah. I might remember that it was when I stayed at a hotel where they had to change my room because the person in the room before me had shit the bed. I've never been up the tower. Have you? No, I've never been up the tower. It's always oh, yeah. been closed when I've gone, but I've seen I've seen Blackpool Illuminations and it was amazing. Mm. Really good. Um, but it was never One of the blue. seven wonders in the natural world, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Well, shall I tell you? I don't think I could ever guess what, you'll what kick, it would be. You'll kick yourself. Oh. You will kick yourself. It's obvious when you think about it. Blackpool Tower will go blue to highlight the importance of using medicines correctly to ensure they remain effective. <laughs> what does that mean? 
the importance of using medicines. Yeah. Well, they've only had to do that because you're off your tits on gummies. <laughs> is this for me? This is for me. Basically saying, you've got to remember, if you're prescribed some medicine, use it properly. Yeah. Through the medium of light in the Blackpool Tower Blue. Yeah. Whose idea is this? <laughs> I don't know, but they've had too much folic acid gummies. That's so weird. So the, there's not, it's not just Blackpool Tower that's that's involved in this. So also turning blue will be the Hood Monument, oh, Barrow yeah. Town Hall, and if you can believe it, Ashton Memorial in Lancaster's Williamson Park. Wow. Yeah. They're getting all the, the word out. All the big ones. But do you know why it is? It's because, and I don't know how you celebrate it and how your family do it, or if you even do celebrate it, but obviously... Antimicrobial week is coming. Oh yeah. <laughs> what, what? How do you usually celebrate? Maybe we're thinking of something different. Mm. Antimicrobial week for me is that I'm anti there being a microbial week. <laughs> so there's lots of people who really want it to be microbial week, and I'm like, why the fuck are we having a whole week for microbes? <laughs> Down with yeah. microbial week. So I spend week. that whole week trying to like trying to yeah get all that out, but it's like, ah. BBC, it's just microbial shows. <laughs> Left, right, and they got that the episode of Dad's Army that's all about microbes. They'll play that again. All the news that like you can make, everything's cancelled, so it can just be documentaries about microbes. So, yeah, I know that's coming up. Yeah, that's soon obviously for coming me. up. I'm gonna yeah. have to... Well, well, World Antimicrobial Week is a global campaign, obviously. Mm led by the World Health Organization, that's celebrated annually to improve awareness and understanding of antimicrobial resistance. Oh, yeah. We all know this. Yeah. I've got, have you got your antimicrobial advent calendar? Yeah. Yeah. What um, have you got behind your door today? Um, a little bit of anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I, thought, I thought to myself, that's naughty, that. It is a, a that is a little bit naughty. But they know how much to put in. Yeah. So basically the whole thing is that they just want you to take antimicrobial agents such as antibiotics, they want you to take them properly. Well, actually I had a problem with this. Here we go. So my girlfriend didn't believe me that I had tonsillitis. I had a really bad oh. throat and I was, I was like pathetic. So I was like in the morning, I was like trying to swallow oh. and every time I swallowed, it was so painful yeah. that I was like making these perfect noises. I was going, oh, 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 it's so sore. I think she just thought I was being a wimp. So I went to the doctors and they gave me some antibiotics. Yeah. I took them for four days and I was like, well, I think I'm feeling a bit better. So I stopped taking them. Then after a few days, I was like, I feel awful. Mm. I was like looking in the back of my throat and going, I don't think I've, I've seemed to have some kind of illness. And then went back to the doctor and she was like, yeah, you've got tonsillitis. Have you taken the antibiotics? Like, well, it took me four days. I felt all right. And she, like, couldn't hide the fact that she was just like, are you an idiot? Yeah. Take the full course. That's why I've given you a full course. So now they're not working. And now even though you started again, they're just not working. So it's going to take a couple of weeks more, you moron. Oh. So I, yeah, I get it. So if I, you're feeling all right, finish the course. You've got to finish the course. You've got to finish no. the course. And if you feel like quitting, Google Blackpool Tower Blue. Yeah. And you'll see the Blackpool Tower lit up blue and you'll think, no, I must yeah. finish this course of antibiotics yeah. because I feel compelled to buy the, Black, Blackpool, the blue Blackpool Tower. Blue Blackpool <laughs> Tower. More, more like the blue pool tower. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that's, that's what's happening there.
gravy, you daft sod. Now it's time for our guest. We're joined by Nick Helm, who was born in St. Bart's Hospital, which apparently is the initial meeting place of Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. Is it? In the novel A Study in Scarlet. <gasps> oh, look at that. That's fancy. That's exciting. That's really fancy. Hello, Nick. Hello. Do you know much about the hospital you were born in? Did you know that fact? I didn't know that fact. I didn't know that. I do know that I am officially a Cockney. What makes it official? Because um, if you were born within the Bow Bells, then uh, within the sound of the Bow Bells, then you are a Cockney in Bart's Hospital. It doesn't have a maternity ward anymore, but it used to, obviously, because that's where I was born. But Nick, what is your connection with the North? Uh, well, my dad was from Yorkshire and my mum was from Staffordshire. But I think that technically... Is the Midlands? Am I correct? Oh yeah, that maybe is Midlands. Um, oh yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Your mum might be the most southern northerner. I don't know. I don't know how my mum really feels about it. I know that she, I know that she's got kind of like a lot of uh, pride of, from being of the north. So if she was yeah. being told that she was actually more Midlandsy, I think that she might be upset about it. Okay. My dad, mm. yeah, he's a proud sort of northerner, but uh, they both moved to London and lost their accent. So, I mean, what does that say about them? <laughs> Traitors. Yeah. But they met in Hull. So, so they both went to Hull University and that's where they met. And if it wasn't for Hull University, then um, I wouldn't exist. And not many people can say that. Not many people can say that. Do you visit the North much? What's your relationship with the North like now? Well, I'm seeing a girl from Hull. Are you? Um, she yeah. sounds So we fit. visit quite regularly. <laughs> I've been to Hull more times than I have in the rest of my life. Yeah. And also, Hull has got like this horrific reputation. It's like a lazy punchline, isn't it? It's kind yeah. of like, oh, Hull. But I imagine that that is perpetuated from people with vague memories of Black Goes Forth and people mm. that have never been. It's like an inherited joke, isn't yeah, it? It's just like, actually. oh, Hull, Hull's a shithole. So everyone piles on Hull. If you go to Hull, it's absolutely incredible. It's an incredible city. It's absolutely beautiful. And if it wasn't for Hull, need I remind you, I wouldn't be here. And so yeah. Hull has got a lot to be thankful for and to celebrate. Yeah, imagine if, what's that TV show, a similar premise, if everyone from Hull was to just disappear. Yeah. From Hull, or whose parents... No, this is my new TV series. Right. Everyone from Hull vanishes. Yeah. So all of a sudden I'm doing a podcast by myself. Oh. Nick's to a show, there's no one turning up. Yeah. I don't know where it goes from there, but it's a premise. I don't know if that's true, actually. I think people would travel. I think the audience would travel, but but you wouldn't be there. Why? Because your parents met in Hull. I haven't thought this through, actually, because they're not from Hull. When do, when do they disappear? I don't know, actually. Because neither of my parents are from Hull. They yeah. Just, it could be like London, where no one's from London, and then people appear in London. So do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. as long as there was a university in Hull, people could commute in. And it's not yeah. saying that people can't live in Hull. It's that saying that everyone in Hull disappeared today. But Ian, don't, don't like, lose interest. You bought this. No, no, it is. You. It's my, it, it's my fault to, here. Mate, mate, don't talk over me. I'm trying to help you here, right? And, I'm sorry. You're, you're acting like, uh, you know, I've turned up and, and shat in the jacuzzi. Well, right? I'm disappointed like, with myself I'm basically now. basically doing you a favour, right? So what you're saying is we all woke up today and everyone from Hull has disappeared, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? But it doesn't mean that you can't travel into Hull. So I don't think that would affect... It would affect me. And if I'd booked a, if I'd booked a theatre 
And if I'd sold any tickets, I would still show up. I guess there'd be no staff, though, as well. You you wouldn't find it as easy as when everyone from Hull is still there. You didn't say that. That's not part of it, is it? I'm no, just but... trying to make your premise work. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you. I do appreciate it. And I do. <laughs> you know, I, I think you're working with something that um, I haven't given you the best source material. No, it's paper thin, that is. No, here's the thing. If everyone from Hull was to stand up all at once... Yeah. Oh. You know, what What would that mean? I don't know, but that, that feels doable to arrange. Let's get it yeah. done on the next episode. We're going to mm. invite everyone who's from Hull to stand up at a specific time. You haven't got any, like, roller coasters or anything in Hull, have you? No. Okay, that's great then. There, there shouldn't be a problem with everyone standing up then, should there? There's a thing, but it's closed down now in East Park called the Splash Boat. And it was... It, it, there's a lake in the park and there was this really old sort of lookout and they pulled a big old boat up up it and you put kids in it and then you and you just let it drop into the water the splash boat <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, that's that's a, a ride is it you pay for that you pay for that yeah i think it was like 50p you pay a man on the side of the of the of the lake well it's usually two men because they have to pull the it's attached one's on a pulling, rope one's pushing i bet yeah Exactly. And they take a yeah. run up and they go, dong, 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 dong. And then you just go down this little ramp into the lake. And then they just pull you back up and that's 50p gone. 50p is 50 cheaper p than I thought for that. Yeah, but I mean, this I'm talking oh, 400 years ago, whenever oh, wow. it was, I was there. Splash boat. Splash boat. Splash boat. It's a whole lot the of more fun. You say it, rises but... to be one. Yeah, yeah, to be oh, fair. Yeah. There's yeah. an article, The History Behind Hull's Iconic Splash Boat, that has entertained <laughs> generations of kids. It looks fucking amazing. You've described it in the most bizarre way. This what do looks you mean? it looks great. You said a watchtower where two blokes hoist you up with a rope. Yeah. This um looks How like would you a roller coaster. Well, it looks like a miniature roller coaster. You've got an absolutely cuckoo there, lad. Anyway, this isn't much fun for our guest. If I wanted to hear someone Google, I'd get in contact with my doctor. <laughs> It's very, it's very good. It, it's fun, but it also points out that the NHS is fucked at the minute. And none of our other guests have said anything um, vaguely political no, or meaningful on this podcast. They've all been pro-NHS, haven't they? Yeah. Finally, Helm's come on. Yeah, I think fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for, for chatting to us, Nick. You've said such lovely things about Hull and it has warmed my heart. Oh, that's good. Well, you know, you've always got to keep an eye on ticket sales, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the feedback for my idea. Ian. Yeah? I just want you to know, I don't think it's a bad idea. Oh, thank you. I just think it is lacking. No, and I understand that. It's a good idea, needs a bit of work. Thank you. There you go. What more can you ask for? Yeah. Can I tell you something I found in Hull? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Now this one, well, oh. it's a bit mad really. So the, the headline of the article is, my daughter's vegan friend looks really pale, so I always feed her meat when she comes round. <laughs> and then underneath... Well, without her knowing. Without, well, no. So it says, I know I probably shouldn't be doing this, but I think M, the vegan, is referred to as M in this article. Keep I think M is a bit <laughs> malnourished. Now, <gasps> M is 12. Yeah. She's 12 and she's going round to a friend's house and the mum 
of her friend is is feeding the meat, and the this person who's feeding the meat has, has posted this quite openly on a, on a forum. So, do you think is the child vegan, or do you reckon the child's vegan because of her parents? So her parents are vegan. Ah. So she might not have made that choice specifically herself, but she's 12. Mm. She's not a tiny, tiny weenie child. No. So she does have some kind of agency, but yeah, she's on a strict vegan diet, which her whole family abide by. And uh, the the woman who is feeding her meat describes her as smaller and paler and believes it's down to this diet. So whenever she's over, I always make a big meaty meal for them. Last week, I made some cheeseburgers and steak for them on the grill with a big glass of milk. Em absolutely loved it and always politely asks for more. Cheeseburgers and steak. So, we'll have a cheeseburger, like please. <laughs> and let's have a look at the sides. Steak. Big glass of milk. Yeah, it's not like easing it in, is it? It's not yeah. like... Um, a little bit of like fish with it, like or yeah. like a a risotto with like a tiny bit like cr- crumbled in, like yeah. a little bit of chicken or something. It's like cheeseburger, cheese, yeah, meat, I like Peter then King. just meat, cheeseburger, <laughs> cheese, burger. Not in my lifetime. Then a glass of milk. That bread won't be vegan if it's cooked using like butter and stuff. No, that's true, but I think that's the least of the worries when oh, we're yeah. cheeseburger, milk but and I steak. Think what almost the most insulting bit is the milk element. Because I think like <laughs> a, a normal meat eater wouldn't be like, oh, cheeseburger, <laughs> steak, and a big glass of milk, please. It's a wash that's it's an odd choice. Guess you have milkshakes. Yeah, I've never I haven't seen since the nineties somebody drink a glass of milk. Yeah. Do you want water, juice, milk? If somebody said milk, I'd be like, you need to leave my house. I don't yeah. trust you anymore. I don't want to be in your company. And you're well within your rights to say that, actually. <laughs> no one's going to disagree with you there. <laughs> yeah, there's something weird about, and I don't know why, if someone going, on a glass of milk. I saw someone get milk in a pub, ask if they can what? have milk. No. And they, they said, like, we're going to have to charge you a fair bit for that because we use that milk for every tea and coffee and, and stuff. So I think they ended up by like saying like three pound glass of milk, and they were like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. like, because they were like, I understand it's a bit of a weird order, but I like some milk. Glass of milk. Weird. You just don't see it, do you? You just don't see it. Yeah. Uh, they've had a lot of comments under this post that she put where she admitted that she's feeding her meat, and people have quite rightly said, you know, she can get sick from this because her oh. body's not used to it, and everyone's kind of, you know, saying that she's doing the wrong thing. Um, but she's adamant. She looks glowing. She, looks, she says she, mm. she she develops a healthy glow when she's when she's been eating the meat. That's meat sweats. Yeah, she's got meat sweats. She's eating cheeseburger and steak. Yeah, it's not a glow. It's a sheen. It's a mm. meat sheen. A meat sheen. It's a meat sheen. Ugh. She's got meat a twelve-year-old meat sheen on. <laughs> Have you ever been vegetarian or vegan? No, I'm trying to eat less meat now. Yeah, never ate loads of it. Yeah, but I try and eat less meat because of people in my life who eat less meat. Yeah. And I'm trying to not always be like, oh, yeah, you do that. But like, if they're kind of like, well, I don't like the idea of that and you're killing yeah. animals, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I think that's great. But yeah. I'm going to kill an animal. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to dial back. Yes, yeah. That's but fair. I can't help how much I love lamb. Do you? Oh, I can't eat lamb. I love lamb. lamb. I, maybe I told you this before. I once got told off in a restaurant complimenting the lamb too loudly. 
Yeah, him. what a mad thing to be told. And it was out, was outside. <laughs> it's not like there, there, there wasn't, <laughs> there weren't people nearby. What were you I doing? Was stood on my the mind. table, well, screaming with your shirt off. I'd say I was shouting <laughs> and swearing. I was in New Zealand for the comedy festival, <laughs> and I was with um, Finn Taylor, Andrew Maxwell, um, Alexis Dubus. Lloyd Langford, yeah. one of the slow cooked lamb, and um, got it, and it's like falling apart. It's this beautiful meal, a beautiful setting, as a, and I, I was just going like, wow, <laughs> fucking hell, like really loud, and then just going like, I was looking for like a waitress, and I was going like, how the fuck, how long has this been fucking cooked for? And like, um, she come over and was like, I have to keep your voice down a bit, but there was no one on the tables nearby. It wasn't like a busy day. So there's oh maybe like God. someone five tables away. <laughs> their ears ringing from like blood coming out of their ear because I'm going, Alarm! So nice. Wow. Wow. Yeah, That's incredible. That's the same. I developed the nickname Glowworm in New Zealand because I was the only one who went to a glowworm cave. What's, and because oh. I'm quite pale, yeah. the sun would dance off my body <laughs> like this little vegan girl. I got the this... sun would dance off my body. What a poetic like, way like to say that. Like a diamond in the sunshine. Wow, you think highly of yourself. No, well, like, like a magnifying glass. I'm like a diamond. Like I can kill ants sunshine. if I tilt my body in the right way. <laughs> Amy, what do you think about this? Do oh, you I think, think 12 is too young to be put onto this vegan diet? I, well, I started being vegetarian when I was in primary school. And I decided off my own back, oh. much to my family's dismay and real just annoyance just that I was like, I don't eat meat anymore, actually. My mum's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Right, okay. And my mum really tried, but now and again, I'd be, eating, I'd be eating the meal and I'd be looking around at everyone else's meal and it'd look really, really similar. And I'd go, Mum, what am I eating? And she'd go, Linda McCartney sausages. And I'd go, can I see the box? And she'd say, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this, this meat, I don't want to eat meat. And she'd be like, the Linda McCartney. Do you think, like, you, you think she is just giving, she's just giving you she meat? She was just giving me meat. It was when, it was one Christmas, my brother had made me put my hand in the turkey and feel the, is it the giblets? Yeah. And it's the first time I'd sort of like really gone, that was a, that was properly alive. Yeah. And then I went, no, never again. Stuff like that, the mm. face, isn't it? Yeah. But I was vegetarian until I went, till I was about 25. So I did like a long stint. Then I ate meat again. And then I went vegan Ooh. for a couple of years. Now I eat meat again and I'm really Vegan sorry. just feels too in, too too much. It's not it's now. Because it? there's so much that you can eat. Mm. I just like egg. I like an egg. Do you? <laughs> Got anything else to say about this No, that's story? it really. That's it really. Just that, uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know what the ethics are, actually. Let the 12-year-old decide, isn't it? Yeah. Well, listen, the parents are the guardians. Yeah. But when this girl gets to the ripe old age of 18, I think if she thinks to herself, I want to eat a quail, you've got to let her do you it. You've got to let her do it. You've got to let her go. Let her fly mm. like a bird that her friend's mum's making her eat. Yeah. <laughs> chocolate orange. What's going on in Goo? Well, this is an old story from May, and it's a sad story. For the second time, Ghoul failed in what I would say 
is an overambitious and thick as shit bid to become a city. <laughs> They've applied for city status. They're on a list of like 50 people who applied. It's not a city. It's barely functioning as a town. <laughs> and like, we want to be a city. I don't know what benefits it is. Oh, no. Then you're like, oh, we're a city now. And you're like, yeah. And now you're one of the worst cities. <laughs> Got nothing going on. You're a bad town. You will be a terrible city. Yeah. I see. So it just yeah. so this is it says a town has been left behind to decay after missing out on city status for a second time. So it just feels like right. So you think you're nearly a city, yeah. but when you don't get the city, what you are is a town that's been left to decay. But thirty eight towns had bid to become a city for the Queen's Jubilee. Right. You remember okay. the, the good old days when yeah. she was jubileeing about Yeah. We're competing with Douglas on the Isle of Man, Doncaster. Which is Doncaster's um, not a city. No, no, that's the thing. That's what you want to be thinking with city stairs. You want the person, the judge, going, "Ah, must be a mistake. You're already, you're already. It isn't. Yeah, not. Yeah. Where the fuck is gold? <laughs> I never heard of that shit before. Milton Keynes, Dunfermline. Milton Keynes isn't a city. Exactly, Wrexham. What? Stanley in the Falkland Islands. We're competing with everyone. God. But we lost. So some Was, people is there a limited amount this. of cities, city ships that could grant? I think it's only special occasions. So the Queen could do one for the Jubilee year. Uh, Didn't work out for Gull. And like, oh. I think the Gull, the Gull High Street is like the sort of shops, like a bit shit and stuff, which is probably quite characterised by like, I've seen this guy about in Gull when I go back. The guy they're talking to is like the representative of the city bin. Vape shop manager and lifelong Gull resident, Carl Bayard said the town really needed the recognition. He said, when I was a kid, there was a hustle and bustle. Now, he is one year older than me. I don't remember the hustle and bustle of gold. <laughs> I think that's bullshit. Um, now it just looks like a ghost town. Do you think it looks like a ghost town because he's vaping, so he's creating a sort of mist everywhere, and then maybe there's still people, you just can't see him for the yeah. vape. Walking around, this feels like a strawberry, strawberry ghost town. ghost town. <laughs> ghost smell, nice. Oh. But yeah, I guess a rival thing. However, friends Jess Sadler, 32, and Tammy Taylor, 46, said their hometown did not deserve the accolade, with Doncaster being the town's bigger brother. Miss Taylor, we ain't got the shops here. More and more are closing down. We got a Doncaster shop now. You know what I mean? If you're going. It's interesting that you put an accent on for someone from your own neck of the woods. We ain't got the shops down here. Absolutely fascinating to watch. (laughs) And more and more are closing down. We ain't got the shops down here. <laughs> Listen, Gaffer. Please, sir, can I have some city status? I have to go to Doncaster now. <laughs> I thought that was good as well. Thanks. <laughs> but it is weird if you have to go to another place to get yeah. the stuff that your town doesn't have, yeah. but you want your town to become a city and that place to not, it yeah. doesn't gel with me. It doesn't oh, sit right. I do wish Ghoul well. Oh, I wish it. Yeah, I wish it all the best. But I don't <laughs> think it is a. I'd rather, I just want it to be a nice town. Yeah, I think start with town. Let's get let's get to being a good town. Mm. Let's get a bloody post office on the go. Yeah, couple of bus stops. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh well, actually, it's got those things. Has it? Maybe it should be a city. Actually, <laughs> if, if that's if that's enough for you. <laughs> I need multiple bus stops, a post office, 
What's the actual? Isn't it? Don't you need a cathedral or something to be a city? It used What's to be. That? They've changed it apparently. But yeah, you need. We don't have a cathedral. Get a cathedral. Somebody you build. Get many do a new ones, do you? Yeah. To get a big bloody cathedral, fill it with Woolworths, Betfreds. In the cathedral. In the cathedral, a Timpsons. That's all you need. That's all you need. A shop that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. A Betfred yep. and a Timpsons. Well, if you need shops and a cathedral to be a city, merge the two. Yeah. Just get it over, get it over the shop, and done with. The rent, the ground rent for the shops pays for the building of the cathedral. And in a cathedral or a church, you make money, you make donations as you're yeah. paying. Yeah. Is it not just a shop where you're buying salvation? <gasps> where you're buying your place in the afterlife? You're buying your place in God's good books. <laughs> Is religion not a transactional consumerist empire? Okay. I don't know. I was, I was hoping that you'd be like, yeah, you've oh, made sorry, a really yeah. good point there, but I don't <gasps> no, know. No, you I have. No, you have. It's Thank a commodity you. that you can pay for. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, I'd hate to be a priest listening to this podcast. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry to all the priests, to all the many thousands of priests who tune I'm into ma- this religiously. Imagine. <laughs> oh! Honk, 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 honk. <laughs> well, I think that's all we've got time for. Yeah. So thank you for listening to Northern News. Thank you. With my whole heart. With his whole heart. And he means that. Mm. With his whole brain. And I was once told I might have an enlarged heart. That's bullshit, isn't it? I was it? once told that by a doctor. What doctor? I had, like, it's weird that none, this has never been followed up, actually. I <laughs> I used to get like, sometimes like a little flutter in a kind of like in my and a heartbeat or something. And I had an ECG. It's reading a bit big, but that could just mean that it's like slightly tilted. So it's reading as like it's wider. And I was like, oh, right. And they were like, okay, see ya. <laughs> like, what? What happens All if you've got a heart murmur? And what happens if your heart's too big? Should we not address any of them? And he's like, nah, just get going. I could uh, advise multivitamins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got some if you want some. You probably haven't got any spare, though, have you? Oh, please take some off me. I'm going absolutely bonkers on this <laughs> B12. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And thanks to our special guest, Nick Helm. Nick Helm. He's got a podcast with lovely Nathaniel Metcalf called Consume and a Bear. And it's where they talk about films, particularly... John Carpenter films. Oh. And I need to listen because I don't know anything about anything. Thank you. Goodbye. Remember to get some Patreon in you if you want extra content like this. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can join our Apple Podcast subscription. We're doing an episode where Amy has a full pack of uh, multivitamins. <laughs> and I was going to see what happens. <laughs> St. John's Ambulance on standby. It's going to be good fun. <laughs> Speak to you soon. Bye. Hello everyone, it's Ian Smith here from Northern News, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I'm here to tell you that I'm recording my multi-award nominated solo show, Crushing, on Tuesday the 4th of June at the Pleasance Theatre in London. But I'd love to see some Northern News listeners there. We're recording this show, it's going to live online forever. So the more supportive a crowd, the better. Hope to see you there!